0: That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar Sinai. The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar Sinai. Hey, Dr. Clapper, how are you? you? Saturday mornings from seven to nine. Silence
1: is golden when you can't think of a good answer.
0: (laughs) Yes, Doc, I love your show. Now here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper.
1: Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. So excited to be with you each and every Saturday. The time just flies by, doesn't it? I just checked my Twitter account. So many of you say such nice things about the show on Twitter. Really warms my heart. And thank you. My Twitter handle is at Dr. Robert Clapper. But it was so nice to see Chuck Brun say, "The best news of the weekend is you signed your lease to stay with Cedars another six more years, so that you can take care of me." Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I must say a lot of things on the two-hour show. You never know what hits, what sticks with people. Who knew that would be the one thing that would stick? I love it. But it has been a joy, a joy to be on the radio and a joy to be at Cedars for my whole career, 32 years, and to hear this week on the number one show on sports in L.A. forever, 30 years, the great John Ireland and Steve Mason. And having Michael Thompson in all of our lives is special. His insight into basketball and life in general, to have the three of them this week talk about the Weekend Warriors show was special. Listen to what they said.
2: I remember when Michael uh, had his hip replacement surgery, I said, well, Michael, you should call Dr. Clapper. And
3: Michael, do you remember what you said? Um, let me think. Uh, no, what? You said... Really? Is Dr. Clapper a real doctor? I just thought he played <laughs> one on the radio. Oh,
4: oh man. <laughs> I went, Michael, oh, yeah.
3: he's the head of of orthopedic surgery at Cedars. Oh, you go, yeah. okay, I'll go call him. And now aren't you glad you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ten years
1: overdue. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, Dr.
3: Yeah. Clapper actually directed me to the right spine surgeon when I had my neck oh. uh, fused, too. Dr. Clapper is is legit. And, of course, the Weekend warriors show every Saturday is in a Los Angeles tradition.
1: Well, just uh, it warmed my heart to hear that. And that, just thank you so much to George Bionis for finding that for Steve Paulette But the other soundbite that I heard this week, which is apropos to today's show, was Dwight Howard talking about coming back to the Lakers. And the whole time I'm hearing him say how much fun he's having and how much he's looking forward to being here, even though they're making fun that he's an old guy, is I can't stop thinking about him having back surgery with Dr. Watkins 10 years ago.
5: Man, Laker fans, I'm happy to be back with you guys, man. You guys mean so much to me. All the fans do, no matter what team I've been on. I love the fans. I got some gear now. Oh, Y'all gonna need nursing homes and stuff? That's cool. Y'all can talk about how old we are and all that stuff. But I know one thing. I age like fine wine, baby. (laughs) He
1: ages like fine wine, but he ain't aging like fine wine unless he has his back taken care of. Now, it's not just back pain. We all have back pain. Surgery just for the pain is not enough. You want to hit a home run with back surgery? It's, it's a home run if, God forbid, there is nerve damage. That's what really leads to it. But you also need the right attitude with any injury. But these two examples in sports, Dwight Howard and his spine and Gloria Estefan in art and music, they have something in common, and that's their attitude. Listen to Dr. Watkins describing what it was like, his personality... And that's what made Dwight Howard such a great patient in his recovery.
2: Dwight was an excellent patient. He's got a remarkable personality in that he's resilient. He faces facts the way they are. And he understood exactly what we were telling him from the very beginning. This is the spinal canal. This is Dwight's herniation. It's uh, blocking the whole spinal canal.
1: Let's learn a little bit about that injury. How did it happen? Here's Dwight talking about feeling that snap. That snap is when the annulus fibrosis, the outside of the jelly donut, bursts, and the jelly comes oozing out. That's the disc, and it presses on the nerve that's living right next to it. Here's Dwight talking about the first time he knew, uh uh-oh, something's the matter.
5: I remember going up for a duck, and one of my teammates just... Doing what people do every day, try to foul me so I wouldn't dunk. And as I'm going up, he's coming down, and uh, my back, I just felt something kind of and I was like, oh, man. So I'm thinking it was going to go away, but it got worse. So at first, he was like, man, I'm going to have to miss some games, you know, uh, but let's get this training going. Let's get this rehab together so that I'm back and I can help my team finish this season and
4: bring home the championship.
1: Dwight has had injuries before, but they've not been like this. This was big news in Orlando where he was playing at the time.
6: This is the first big injury Dwight has ever had. He's been pretty healthy all this time.
7: Well, he's been one of the most durable NBA centers in NBA history, missing only seven games in his first seven years in the league.
5: I just cried and was like, why? Why this had to happen after all the stuff I went through for the whole season? I was trying to find every way possible and not have to have
7: surgery.
5: What about my teammates? Because I was really thinking that the playoffs would come and then we we'll would just turn it all around. I've never cried any kind of pain my whole life. I broke my leg, cracked my sternum. I played a whole year with a cracked sternum. Uh, I've had some, some major injuries and I've never, i never cried. Yeah, there was actually a game to where I was literally in tears. At halftime, I was in the locker room, and you know, tears just coming out my eyes. And guys was like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Ain't nothing wrong with me." But you know, after the game, I was like, "Man, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I never felt that kind of pain before."
1: But he did the right thing. He came to Dr. Watkins, who treated him conservatively at first, not with surgery, just with rehab.
2: Dwight first uh, came to us. He came because of pain in his back and leg, and the initial examination, uh, revealed no neurological deficit, but he had the signs of a disc herniation. And we elected to treat that non-operatively initially. We started a non-operative program.
5: Doc said, uh, Dwight, if you can't do a calf raise, you need to have a surgeon. So go home, I go to sleep. I didn't want to think about it. I'm like, man, this, is, this ain't right. I, I knew I couldn't do a calf raise. So Kev calls back, he says "Do I you to do a calf raise. I said, Kev, I can't do no calf raise.
1: I can't do no calf raise. That means the muscle's out. That's a problem.
2: His nerves come through the spinal canal here. And specifically, the S1 nerve passes right here, though. That goes to your calf muscle. Here's a spine model. Here are the nerves coming out. Here are the discs. And his disc herniation is right in here large herniation it was a really big piece pushing right on his s1 nerve which goes right down into your calf and this large herniation here is hitting that nerve and causing the sciatic pain down his leg and causing his calf to be weak and Dwight bounced back from
1: that surgery that's why he's back to play for the lakers the rehab was tough
5: i mean he went from barely being able to bend over and barely being able to do a calf raise to you see now Dodger said BLT, which is no bending, lifting, or twisting. So um, I can't lift anything over 10 pounds, really. I'm not supposed to. We're finally seeing that, that strength come back in his leg to where he can do a calf raise. So that's really good. It's crazy that we're excited about Superman, you know, doing a calf raise.
1: And he's back. His attitude, great surgery. He's back. It was because he lost that strength in his leg. His leg was dead. Not just pain, but damage to the nerve. What about in art and music? It's Gloria Estefan. Is Gloria Estefan talking about that moment when she was on top of the world and all of a sudden, boom, a truck hits her tour bus?
6: I was taking a nap in the front compartment, if any of you know what a tour bus looks like. It's got a living room, Then we had nine bunks, and then in the back was a uh, big uh, king-size bed, which was my room. Now, he was back there with his tutor doing his homework. Emilio was in the front on the phone with his brother, who was reading him the cover of the Miami Herald that said, I had a picture of us holding a crystal globe for $25 million in sales. And it said Gloria and and Stefan are on top of the world. When he reads the words are on top of the world,
1: boom. That's when the accident occurred.
6: We got rammed. I was sleeping. I had just opened my eyes because the bus stopped because it was an accident. Pile up seven miles. And we stopped. So I thought we were in Syracuse. So I opened my eyes. was talking to his brother and boom, it was like an explosion. So the next thing I Opened my eyes, I was on the floor of the bus, laying down, and I was in a lot of pain.
1: You're in a lot of pain, but here's the problem. Pain ain't the problem. It's You couldn't move your legs. Nerve damage.
6: I tried to get up, and I couldn't. I tried to move, and I couldn't get up. And and I go, oh, I broke my back, because my dad was in a wheelchair, and I was very clear on how the back works and how things work, and I go, okay, wait, let me see. I put my hand behind me to see if anything was coming out from back there, and it wasn't. And I go, I I told him, he comes back, he sat naïve next to me on the couch, and I grabbed his hand, and he said, mommy, get up, please, mommy, get up. And I couldn't, so I said, okay.
2: Oh my God.
6: And then they told us it's gonna take an hour and a half for the ambulance to get to you because of the accident. And uh, I kept telling him, I'm okay, I'm okay, baby, just relax. And I told Naeva, I broke my back. I mean, I told you. and I kept trying to get up, and I couldn't. So then I would grab my leg and move it up, and there's a lady that, thank God for that woman, she was two cars behind us, and they saw the truck coming, like barreling down the hill, and they moved out of the way, thank God, because they would have been crushed, and there was a little five-year-old girl in there. The lady came to the door of the bus and she said, I'm a nurse. Anybody need help in here?
1: And she did. But her ability to bounce back from this back injury and back surgery comes from a deep and beautiful place. Just like Dwight has that playful attitude that Dr. Watkins talked about. Don't kid yourself. You need that. You need that to bounce back. Listen to even more than that with Gloria Estefan saying she don't want to do it again but it actually enhanced her life what
6: I wouldn't change that
1: experience I
6: wouldn't want to go through it again it was not fun but it taught me so much and number one the power of prayer I felt those prayers I felt them like a physical energy I felt like I was plugged into the wall and Emilio and my niece and my mom my sister would come into my room and to the room at the hospital, joint diseases, uh, amazing doctor, Michael Newarth, who put me back together. So I was like really up and you know, saying, I'm gonna be okay. And they're looking at me going, oh my God, she's so, you know, she doesn't know the truth. She's delusional, she's in denial.
1: She knows exactly what she's doing. And
6: he couldn't, he'd walk out cause he was crying and he, he couldn't take it. And. I was telling his niece, you know, she'd come in and I go, you know, it's a good thing this happened to me because if it happened to Amito, I don't think he could handle this. And I know I'm going to be okay. And then she would leave. (laughs) 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 And and they talk amongst each other and say, oh, my God, you know, how are we going to tell her what the reality is here? And bottom line is that I felt every step of the way those prayers got me through.
1: She's just the most lovely person. Her journey back from this back injury is remarkable.
6: They made me feel like I could do anything. I would use them in my uh, recuperation. I would meditate and imagine nerves reconnecting and stuff happening. Uh, I later found out, you call it visualization, and it's very useful. I used to use it with my kids. I, when they were little, I taught them kind of this autohypnosis. hypnosis. If you have a headache, okay, I'll give you a Tylenol, but in the, men- in the meantime, why don't let's sit down, relax, go to where the pain is, try to imagine it, you know, a liquid coming through your hand and leaving your body. And I don't know where I got this uh, thing, but it came, came with me. So I, I used those prayers.
1: Listen to how she's turned this into a positive experience. This is why she's so special.
6: I think after that I became a lot more expressive, both in my music and in with my family and everything, because you know that in one second it can change. But I felt those prayers. I thank everybody all the time. And coming out of the dark was that, a, a thank you.
1: The great Gloria Estefan, my favorite. Someone I play in the operating room when I'm doing my surgeries because that voice is like from heaven above. Dwight Howard, yes. I love seeing you get a ring with us two years ago. But I also love your joy of life. It's so great to have you back playing defense for the Lakers. We don't need you shooting the ball, thank you very much. We just need you playing defense. But we'll learn more about what actually happens when you try to deal with a herniated disc like Dwight Howard? Or well, what happens when you need titanium rods for a fracture where you're paralyzed because of bone chips in the canal where the spinal cord is? We'll hear from it from an expert, one of my favorites, Dr. Neil Anand, going to join us coming up next here on The Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN.
7: Is an interview or Doc's weekly story? Check it out on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Also, Doc's advice to callers on their aches and pains. Just type Weekend Warrior in the Facebook search bar, and you'll see Doc's picture in the listings. And thanks for checking out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.
3: What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning
4: than with my friend Dr. Clapper. And the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
1: Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure.
4: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Come on,
6: shake your body, baby, do that conga. I know you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. I know you can't control yourself any
8: longer.
1: Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. The great Gloria Estefan still running around doing concerts because Dr. Michael Newark put her back back together again. And nobody understands better what Newark did to Gloria Estefan than my guest right now, the great Dr. Neil Anand. Uh, Neil. thanks so much for getting up early to be with us.
8: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
1: So I want to take advantage of having Michelangelo of Spine Surgery on the phone with me right now. And teach us. You're such a fantastic professor and teacher of all things related to the spine, Neil. And I want everybody to appreciate what I've appreciated all these years. So tell us, teach us, what exactly is Dwight Howard describing to us that's happening in his spine at L5S1, as we learn later?
5: I remember going up for a duck, and one of my teammates just doing what people do every day, try to foul me so I went up. dunk. And as I'm going up, he's coming down, and uh, my back, I just felt something kind of snap, and I was like, oh, man. So I'm thinking it was going to go away, but it got worse. So at first, he was like, man, I'm going to have to miss some games, you know, uh, but let's get this training going. Let's get this rehab together so that I'm back, and I can help my team finish this season and bring home the championship.
1: Dr. Anand, what the hell is a snap in your back?
8: You know, it's amazing you ask this because a lot of patients actually describe it, and it's a distinct, loud snap that people actually hear. Mm. And the best we can tell, it more than likely, is a tear in the disc. Mm. Think of your car tire that as you drive along, you get these radial tears. Mm. And the disc, I love the analogy of the jelly donut, and I agree, that's a great analogy. <laughs> Another analogy I use a lot is a car tire. Mm. The radial cross fibers of a tire are very similar to what the outer wing of the disc is made of, the annulus fibrosis you talked about. This snap we the ear is more than likely a tear in that disc and the annulus. And that tear is pretty intense and occurs instantaneously and creates intense inflammation. It's a very inflammatory occurrence. And that's what gets you the pain, the snap, and the inflammation that absolutely drives you to the ground. It's then through that tear that the jelly, if you will, or the disc material herniates out. Mm. Unfortunately, it herniates out into the spinal canal where the nerve is. The nerve now supplies the muscle. If the nerve's irritated, inflamed, damaged, mm. the muscle suffers. Mm. And there's a sequence of events then, and now you get leg pain because your nerve is being pinched upon. But it invariably starts with this snap, intense back pain, your back just collapsing on you. And many patients will say the leg pain actually came on a few days later, mm. sometimes even a week or two later but that's when it herniates through that opening. And then your back pain actually goes down a bit and your leg pain becomes intense as this jelly, if you will, is sitting on your nerve. So I'd say that's what that is. It's not uncommon. The other reason for a snap could be the facet joint. Mm. That's the joint in the back of your spine. Mm. Your spine's like a tricycle. The big wheel in front is a disc. And there are two small wheels in the back, if you will, called facet joints. Mm-hmm. F A C E D. Mm. Those joints could sort of grind on each other like a knuckle cracking, and create a snap. Chiropractors use that many a time in sort of releasing your joints there. To mm. so that, but but I think the snap is more likely the tear in the disc.
1: So Neil, what I just love about you is your absolute comfortableness with the anatomy and doing this for so many years and thousands of patients, so many of them should be treated initially with rehab, the body being its own best healer. And people need to realize, yeah, you can take an MRI and you can see a giant disc and all the rest of it, but that should not dissuade you from still leaving it alone and resting it and letting the body, which it can easily do, resorb and melt away that herniation except if it doesn't after all these years are we any closer to understanding which patient and or I should say why in some patients it does melt away and in other patients it lingers
8: I think that particular question we probably don't know but we do know a lot of things one for sure like you said 85 to 90% of patients, in spite of the largest disc herniation, will get better with rehab, time, anti-inflammatories, ice. But there's a finite window, though, and I think this is important. People who get better generally get better within 8 to 12 weeks. Those patients who don't get better within 12 weeks, in spite of doing everything, generally do not they land up with this chronic pain syndrome then, which is something today we understand is not a good thing. Mm. The constant pressure on the nerve, constant pain driving you down. It's a vicious cycle of pain leading to inability to move, leading to depression, leading to many social issues. So I think that part, we're understanding more and more. Mm. So yes, rehab, rehab, nothing, do nothing, wait 12 weeks. Usually you get better. But we don't get better. I think that's what we're understanding. It's better to have this looked at, especially by someone who knows what it's about.
1: So I'm dying to ask you this question also because I am not a spine surgeon. I never wanted to be a spine surgeon. Thank God there are people like you who can do all of this stuff that I don't want to do. But I got to believe as a surgeon— Our worlds are similar in this regard. At least I hope so. So I'm going to ask you the question. I'm curious your answer. So much of what I do is to pay attention to the unique anatomy that I see in the shoulder, in the hip, in the knee. And for example, when this week I repaired quite a few anterior cruciate ligaments in the knee, and the reason those tools are so helpful, the scope is because I like to look for, when I reconstruct the new ACL, I use the word footprint, that I look for where God put the ligament in this patient uniquely as the perfect spot for me to put my new ligament in, not a millimeter away, not to be sloppy, but to look for the footprint of where it's supposed to be. Do you, Dr. Neil Anand, Do you look for the uniqueness of the anatomy in your patient, for example, when you put the pedicle screw in that pedicle? How much do you use the uniqueness of the anatomy of that patient to guide you in how to fix that individual?
8: You nailed it, Robbie. Every patient is very unique, not only in the anatomy, also in their method of injury, the history, what happened to them, their life. So, yes, every treatment should be tailored to that individual patient. We tend to get carried away with generic stuff, but I couldn't agree more. It's very unique. So, yes, we study the anatomy intensely today. We have amazing uh, imaging studies today, like MRI and CT scans. And today there's really no reason in spine surgery, and I teach all my fellows and residents to be surprised in surgery, Mm. that would be very odd. You should have seen it all and planned it all with the amazing Mm. imaging studies we have. So yes, we can study the pedicle, look at the morphologies, big, small, what type of implant or screw it would take? Mm. How can I place it there? How close is the spinal cord? What's Mm. the safety here? We have so many things today that we can be very specific for that particular patient and do exactly what they need like for example some patients are small they can't take those big implants some are big they need big implants mm-hmm. for example the commonest question they always get is doc how big is the screw going to be how big is the rod going to be <laughs> and my constant answer is as big as it needs to be right if your bone is big you're going to get a big screw mm-hmm. you have a small bone you're going to get a small one mm-hmm. you know you don't hang a massive six foot by ten picture on a small uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, 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 pin. Right. You put a big nail in, right? So, exactly. So, I think it really depends on the anatomy. Anatomy, anatomy, anatomy is very important. The other thing is it plays into minimally invasive surgery. You plan your surgery by preserving the muscles, preserving the attachments. Like you said, it's like going back to orthopedics. We don't do total knees taking out the quadriceps muscle. We no. don't do surgery today taking out muscles and tendons. We no. preserve that. Yeah. And so same thing here, you've got to preserve the muscles that help you move. That I think is critical today, and that's the crux of what we've learned, at least, with minimally invasive surgery and what we've learned from orthopedics. Do- Dr. orthopedics.
1: Dr. Neil Anand, it's just such a joy to talk to you because you're just so comfortable in it, and it's great. I want the Weekend Warriors to know a little bit about you. Where did you grow up, what did your mom do, your dad do for a living, and where did Cupid come from to shoot you in the chest with an arrow to fall in love with spine surgery versus other types of surgery?
8: Okay, so my dad was actually a real rocket scientist. Was in NASA, W PhD from Washington in St. Louis. Wow. And was in NASA for 12 years. He went back to India to be the vice chairman of the Atomic Energy Commission. Wow. And I grew up in India from the age of 10 to 27. Wow. I actually did medical school and orthopedics there, and then got a scholarship to go to England, the Royal College of Surgeons, for five years, where I did orthopedics again, predominantly actually spine. Mm. And then came to the U.S. where I was at HSS, and ultimately came in New York, where I, where I know you from too, mm-hmm. and then came to L.A., to practice medicine since, in fact, the spine surgery since 1999, 2000. Wow. So I've been here for 21 years. But talking of spine, it fascinated me literally my first week of orthopedics. Hmm. We were a very big spine center, saw a lot of trauma, saw a lot of uh, other pathologies when I was in India. And what challenged me about spine was it, it truly was one of the most challenging fields in orthopedics, both diagnostically and therapeutically. There was so much to it, how to get to the bottom of what that patient has, what that individual patient is saying, what's really going on, and then making that decision, first the diagnosis, then making the decision of what to do, analyzing it like a detective. And I was always, as a kid, I loved detective books. I loved detective and (laughs) stories and putting things together. And to me, that's what spine is. There's an art to spine, of putting things together analyzing it, coming to the conclusion, and then making a decision, what are you gonna to do to make that better? And then surgery itself is equally challenging. And so a lot of things have come through that. I'd say that was it. Spine was just something attractive to me day one. I've never, never gone away from it and love it to this day. And every day I learn, you never stop learning. Mm. There's something fascinating about this, this, this organ, the spine, and, and there's so much we still need to know. But I think we've come a long, long way in understanding a lot about it.
1: Well, if your dishwasher breaks, you got me to help you fix it, Neil. I can teach you how to be a dishwasher repairman as well.
8: You can teach me so <laughs> many things. <Robbie>. Deserve-
1: <laughs> Listen, can, can you do hang on?
8: You do? Look at this show. What an amazing show. Amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you hang on? I wanna, I want to ask you, because today's topic is really about bouncing back. And maybe you can give us some advice after all these thousands of cases and how you get the best results, the attitude of the patient. And I really want to get into what Gloria Estefan says and what, what Dr. Watkins says about Dwight Howard, and I can't wait to hear your reaction to it. So can you hang on for a, a second? My pleasure. All right. That's the great Dr. Neil Anon. We'll pay some bills, and we'll come back... Weekend Warriors show here on
6: 710 ESPN. Shake your body, baby.
8: Do that no, you any
7: Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disk. That's right, Robin. Here, listeners talk about their aches and pains. Hamstrings, along with Doc's Clapper vision.
2: Breathe deeply.
7: And advice to callers.
2: On your toes, Robin.
7: So like, follow, and enjoy
2: a wise
7: decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page.
2: Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating.
3: Hey, it's Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr.
4: Clapper and the Weekend Warrior show 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. From now on, I am not Robert Clapper. I want you to call me Smokey. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Dr. Smoky Clapper. That's the greatest. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Quivers down my backbone. I got the
8: shakes in my backbone. I got the shoes in my knee bone. <laughs> Shaking
1: all over. <laughs> Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. The great Steve Paulette, I don't know where he finds these songs. Guess who? Actually, that's the name of the group. <laughs> I'm joined by the great Dr. Neil on. What a treat it is for me to be able to bring on my colleagues, my friends. And they are some of the best surgeons in the world. And we're now talking to one of them, the great Dr. Neil Anand. Neil, I want to play a soundbite. You know, Dr. Ranawat, my hero, my mentor, taught me the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. I'm going to take advantage of you being on with us to make sure that my ears hear what my mind doesn't know. What do your ears hear This is what Dr. Watkins said about Dwight Howard and his attitude is really what we're getting at in terms of getting back, bouncing back from back surgery.
2: Dwight was an excellent patient. He's got a remarkable personality in that he's resilient. He faces facts the way they are, and he understood exactly what we were telling him from the very beginning. This is the spinal canal. This is Dwight's herniation. It's uh, blocking the whole spinal canal. Resilience,
1: his willingness to understand, but his joyful attitude. How much does that play into successful outcomes and bouncing back from back surgery?
8: Oh, my God. I couldn't agree more, Robbie. It is so, so important that one, a patient absolutely understands what the problem is and two, the expectations have to, be, have to be normal in that yes, it's hard, it takes time, you gotta work through it, but nothing better than having a positive mental attitude. There's enough data we got today to show mental attitude plays a significant role in your recovery from any spine issue. In fact, depression goes hand in hand with a poor result, so much so we have to treat it at the same time so positive mental attitude and athletes such as Dwight and Gloria Estefan, performers, I mean, they've got amazing attitude. They just want to get back to mm. be what, do what they do, what they love. And that attitude is immense. And invariably, Dr. Watkins dead on, the right, that they, they want to get better and they will get better. They work hard at it. Mm. It's like training for anything else. It's game time. They work hard to get to where they want to be. And invariably, they do succeed. So yes, yes, and yes. Mental attitude, resilience, never giving up, and fighting through it invariably results in success.
1: And so before I let you go, do you have a website? What's up with you? What's the new innovations that you're excited about uh, so that people can learn about the future of bouncing back from back
8: surgery? So our website is anandspinegroup, one OneWord dot com. And uh, There's so much happening in spine surgery today, especially in the minimally invasive spine world, where we're able to do so many things with minimal uh, incisions, but it's not really the incision, it's the muscle damage. Mm. You want to preserve the muscles that surround your spine. It's the only reason we stand and walk as human beings on two legs, otherwise we'd be a cow walking on all four legs. Mm. Cows do not get back pain, by the way. They don't get back problems. (laughs) They are four-legged animals, only we get as humans. So the muscles are very important, mm. and I think a lot of that's happening today and how we deal with things. Outpatient surgery has become phenomenal, and spine surgery today, believe it or not, most of it's outpatient, a lot of it. And then spinal deformity surgery today, is that's the most exciting field for me. We are able to do it minimally invasively today without stripping your entire spine open. So, yeah, very exciting times and lots more to go.
1: Well, Cedars, for 32 years, has been my home and will be my only home, but it's just a building. For me, the reason I stay, the reason I'm so prideful of where I work are the people that populate those buildings, and you, Dr. Neil Anand, are one of those people. I really am so honored to call you a friend and a colleague, and I want to thank you so much for making time to be with us where everybody got to hear the words of wisdom coming from one of the best in the business. Thanks so much, Neil.
8: My pleasure, Robbie. Thank you for having me. Okay. Great my, show.
1: My pleasure. Appreciate it. All right, Warriors, I'll make time now, I promise. We'll take some calls. The clinic will be open. The number's 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710
8: ESPN. I got the in my Bible. I got the in my knee shaking all over
7: weekend Wars on facebook didn't you get the memo quickly hear clappers crazy kitchen stories easily find different callers aches and pain issues it's Right, i get it search weekend warrior in the search bar and click on doc's picture who are you again voila oh. like follow and enjoy the weekend warrior facebook page This
1: is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m.
4: What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant.
1: At 42 years old, you know what your new nickname is for me?
4: (laughs) Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. You're not Matthew from Santa Monica anymore. You're Mr. Preop. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
8: No need to argue. A smooth operator. Smooth operator. Welcome back, weekend
1: warriors. Uh, I was listening to this music. This is what I play for my last surgery on Wednesday and on Fridays. This is my. This is how I know it's the last case of the day. Here in this beautiful woman's voice singing this particular song, "Diamond Life," the album. Hmm. My father always used to say, how could everybody have two eyes and nose and a mouth and everybody looks different? I want to know, how come everybody's got a voice and a microphone, and this woman sounds like nobody I've ever heard before? Dr. Clap, She is just the greatest. Gloria Estefan, I love her, and she's our singer for today, but Chardé is without a doubt my favorite singer of all time. Mm. All right, Warriors, let's open the clinic. Eight seven 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 ten espn Let's go to Tom in Rancho, Santa, Santa Margaritaville, Margarita Jimmy Buffett. Ville,
0: Jimmy Where the hell Buffett. is that? <laughs> Where the hell is that? That is in Orange County.
1: You better turn your radio down, otherwise that I'm going to hear, hear my voice, which is probably what tortures my wife all day long. How can I help you, Tom? How young are you? What do you do for a living?
0: I uh, trade stocks from my home computer.
1: Wow. And how young are you?
0: 60 years old. Nice. Well, almost. Omar, yeah. What are you going to do November. for your 60th birthday? Hopefully be golfing.
1: <laughs> Don't You remember that book, Tuesdays with Maury, when he knew he was going to die, and he says to him, okay, what are you going to do uh, for your last day on earth? He says, I'm going to have a corned beef sandwich from Schwartz's Deli, and I'm going to dance with my wife. Like as if you're going to go to the moon or something. Actually, you just want to do something that you just love to most. I, I, I'd have to think about what I would do. I, for my 60th birthday, actually for my 50th, I went to Mount Rushmore. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore?
0: No, but I heard you talk about it last week.
1: Yeah, no, it's a monumental birthday. You should go visit a monument. That would be my advice. How can I help you? We don't have a lot of time, and I want to be able to help you, Tom.
0: Well, I have four four bulge discs in my neck. Okay which often or sometimes causes pain down my right arm and tingliness and burning pain. Mm -hmm. But I do a lot of traction and physical therapy to help me curb that so I can golf.
1: So uh, golf, God bless golf. I always use this uh, comment. Ernie Els, Fred Couples, and Davis Love, three of the greatest golfers, but what they have in common to my eye is they have the most beautiful swings in golf. So it's not like you need more lessons to get a bet. You you could have a million lessons. You are never going to have a swing as beautiful as Fred Couples, Ernie Els, or Davis Love. And yet, all three of those guys lost time from the tour because of back problems and spine problems. So it's golf. It's not the technique. It's just golf. Is horrible I'm from New York we don't say horrible (laughs) horrible for your spine and so I don't want to take it away from you because it's one of the greatest things you can do when you turn 60 with your life is to hit that little white ball all over the place but oh and we have our golf tournament coming up for ESPN I'm so excited I got my foursome and everything already Um, you need to recognize that that is abuse golf, which you love to do. Therefore, you have to spend the rest of your week nurturing your spine so you can abuse it playing golf. And how are you going to do that? Four letters. Swim. It's a four-letter word that's the secret to success. The buoyancy, the resistance on the muscle. Every patient that I've seen over the years who've had exactly the symptoms that you're describing. I'll see them a year later because now their knee hurts, their hip hurts, and I'll go, hey, what about your neck? What happened to your spine that was killing you? Dr. Clapper, I do the breaststroke three days a week for a half an hour, and my spine doesn't hurt anymore because traction, chiropractors who I love, acupuncturists who I love, epidurals which I hate, but all of these things that people do for the spine, they're, they mean well, but they're temporary. They don't keep it from coming back again. The only way you're going to get rid of your pain and keep it from coming back again is making your muscles stronger. And the way to do that is the buoyancy of the water unloading the joint, the resistance of the muscles in the water. So get in the pool. That will be the greatest thing that you can do so that you can play golf without pain. How's that?
0: That'd be great. And you're saying the breaststroke is the best stroke of the... You see the one that's most
1: comfortable, but yes. And people really... I will tell you this, Tom, people really take it to the next level because it's painful for them to turn their head if they do freestyle. They literally get goggles and a snorkel so that they keep their face down. You could do that as well. I just would rather just do something simple because all day long, you're looking at a TV screen or a computer screen to manage your stocks. Look at that flexion that you're putting your neck and your head in. When you get in the water to surf, or to do the breaststroke, and you arch your back in the opposite direction, it's like the greatest massage you can give because it's the opposite direction. We call it lordosis rather than kyphosis. You want lordosis restored, strengthening the muscles, surfing, breaststroke, get in the pool, swimming, the greatest thing for you to be doing. All right? I'll do it. All right, listen, you're a total stranger to me. And you're really a total stranger (laughs) because I still have no idea where it is that you live.
0: But... I just drove through Ventura, but I live in Orange County.
1: All right, make sure you stop by Good Time Donuts and have yourself a jelly donut. You'll think about the discs in your back and whatnot and ask for Sue. But you find a total stranger today, Tom. Do something nice for them. That's how you'd be thanking me.
0: I can do that too. Thanks, Doc.
1: All right, God bless you. All right, let's take another call. Who do we got, Steve Paulette. Tony and La Mirada, you're on with Doctor Clapper. How can I help? Good morning, Doctor
3: Clapper. Longtime fan of the Road Warrior Show. Just <laughs> wanted to call and just uh, get a, a advice from you before sure. I do a next step. Okay. Um, I'm 55 years old. I'll be 56 in about a month. Um, I just got my physical done. And uh, what do you I do, do for a living? Out. I work. I'm a, a commercial truck
1: driver for nice. Southern California Edison. Nice. And uh, what, this, are what you driving 18-wheelers, or are you just driving a minivan?
3: Uh, I'm just driving a regular uh, flatbed. Got it. Uh, so you're not, truck.
1: you're not switching gears. You're doing an automatic transmission. Yeah.
3: No, I, I'm doing a, I drive a 11-speed transmission.
1: Oh, that's pretty good, 11-speed. So you particularly hate it when someone comes to a full stop, because now you got to go through all the gears again, right?
3: That's every day, Dr. Clapper, for the last 10 years. That, I'm used to it. Can I, I, I ask you a question? I just make sure, you're yeah, di- go ahead, Dr. You're, you're Clapper.
1: You're driving around all day long. You ever look look down from your truck and see her putting makeup on her face while she's driving a car?
3: That's everyday, Cla- <laughs> Dr. Clapper. <with laughs> makeup on, talking on the cell phone or texting. That's everyday, Dr. Clapper. <laughs> You'd be
1: surprised what you see people doing to themselves while they're supposed to be driving a damn car.
3: Exactly. That's, oh why, we, that's why it's... We try to prevent all them accidents, but it never, it yeah. never, it never happens.
1: Sometimes I'll see a patient. They come to my office. They don't realize it, but the lipstick that they put on their lips now is on their cheek. And I'm going. I know exactly what happened. You're putting your lipstick on exactly. while you're driving. You had to make a left turn and whoop the lipstick went yeah. right over your cheek. But you never looked in the mirror to know that you still got lipstick on your cheek. Yeah, uh, uh, exactly, Doctor Clapper. All right, tell me I, how I can help you. What w- you do to yourself? Yes,
3: uh, this my I have uh, like a. Pain in my right shoulder. I, I do I do a lot of body fitness work. I do a lot of push-ups and dips, a lot of arm dips and stuff like that. And you know, and I stop I stop doing the uh, workouts to try to try to figure out what what's going on with my right shoulder. It's like it's like a real sharp pain, and it is, and a, and it and it only really hurts to a certain amount of movement in my right shoulder. Hmm.
1: Does it radiate below your elbow into your forearm, or does it stay up by your shoulder and your upper arm?
3: No, it stays up by by my uh,
1: right shoulder. Good. That means it ain't your neck. So I'm very happy because that means we can fix, Uh God forbid, if you need something. Number one, Tony, if Uh they come at you with a needle of cortisone or stem cells or PRP, you're gonna pretend, Tony. You're from New York, and you're gonna tell them, "Forget about it. Get out of here." Okay, that's what you're gonna tell them. Uh huh. Because okay. I don't want anybody sticking any needles in your shoulder. Have they done that already?
3: No, that like I can say, and that's the reason why I, I I didn't tell my when I went to get my physical done. I didn't say anything. I wanted to get a uh, opinion from you.
1: That's right. And
3: to see what well, what's what's my what's my next step. So this is what I'm gonna
1: out. do with Tony. You listen to the show, right? You're a loyal Weekend Warrior, right?
3: Yes, sir, Dr.
1: Clapper. You you are going to, this week, you're going to bug them, and you're going to tell them you already got an opinion. So you already got your second opinion. From who? From Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper. That's right. Exactly. And, you can, and you feel That's free right. to leave the R off the end of my word and just call it Clapper, just like Kobe Bryant does. You tell them Dr. Dr. Clapper says, don't fool around with me. I'll get an X-ray, mm-hmm. but I demand an MRI. And you don't... You don't need dye injected into it, which I believe is not necessary, and it's also painful, Tony, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But you need yeah. an MRI. You spend a fortune every month for insurance. I need the mafia or whatever, whoever runs that business to say yes mm-hmm. and get you an MRI. And then what we're going to do is you're going to call here with the report in front of you, and I will translate what is really going on with Clapper Vision. And guide you in terms of what to do next, okay? So right now, you're on an information gathering business. Is it your labrum? Is it your biceps tendon? Is it the rotator cuff? Do you have arthritis? What exactly is going on inside your shoulder to cause pain in a guy, and I don't know you very well or at all, for a guy like you to actually even go to the doctor, trust me, it's like a brick had to land on top of your head for you to be able to go to the doctor. So for you to be calling here, complaining about something, means something legit is going on inside your shoulder. And an x-ray ain't enough. You need an MRI. And the broken system is, oh, you got to send Tony to therapy first to see if he gets better. That is ass backwards. Now, Tony needs a diagnosis before you send him to a physical therapist. That is wrong, and that's where we're at right now. So you're going to tell these guys this week, and ladies, whoever it is, I need an MRI, and they'll give you pushback. You'll tell them, listen, I already got a a second opinion, which should be enough to check the boxes so that you can get the MRI, and then you're going to call me. How's that?
3: It sounds good, Dr. Clapper. Thank you for that info. All right, young man, listen,
1: you find a uh, total stranger today. You do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me, all right?
3: I'll do that for you, Dr. Clapper.
1: Okay. My pleasure to take care of you to help you. All right, young man. All right. Who we got next, Steve Paulette, Christian in Long Beach. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help?
3: Hey, good morning, Dr. Clapper. I sit on a microscope all day. I'm a dental technician. Oh, wow. And so I'm making crown and bridge work porcelain veneers for broad spectrum of people, athletes, and, and, you know, regular people every day. But I feel a pinch sometimes from the left side of my back to the right side of my back. Your lower back? Is there
1: something I can do? It's kind of middle. Middle back. Huh. Interesting. Um, how long has it been going on? Um, I've been doing this for 28 years. How long have you had the pain?
3: Um... In my early thirties, I was in the hospital because my left hand, a couple fingers, were numb, and they said I would have a herniated disc forever. Hmm. I haven't experienced them them tingling in my left hand since, hmm. but this pain in the back kind of feels similar to that.
1: Who? Uh, how old are you?
3: Forty eight now.
1: You know, if you've got a history in your 30s of having numbness and tingling and now you're having mid-back pain, you need yep. to know the extent of it. If anybody pretends they've got X-ray vision, you better run away from them. It really would be well, great he, for you to get information. And did you hear the guest that I had on today, Neil Anon? That's what you need to do. Yes, I've been listening. And you need to go see him. Go tell him that Dr. Clapper sent you. You go see him. He'll figure out, and he'll really give your spine including your neck, a checkup. It's your thoracic spine that you're complaining about, but you need someone like that who's smart, who's passionate about what they do, just like you're passionate about what you do. You need to figure out what... I'm not saying you need surgery or I don't want you having epidurals, and yeah, it's easy for me to say get in the pool and change your posture, but you know what? You need a checkup. That's what you really need right now before you go any further, and I can't think of anybody better to send you to than dr neil anon so you know what he came on as a guest out of the goodness of his heart well guess what he just got himself a patient you you're gonna go drive and see him all right
0: that's why i made this call
1: all right young man you're and awesome. thanks so much for listening i appreciate it from the bottom of my heart all right warriors food we went this whole show it's time before we close it out damn two hours go by fast when I thought of spine and I knew I was talking to the great Dr. Neil Anon today, I thought about food. What food is close to the spine? Well, it's not like I'm eating vertebral bodies or discs with a sandwich. Now, could have done the Oreo cookie analogy. But I'm talking about really what is the back in food? And those are ribs. And yeah, I get it with barbecue, Memphis, We know them all, and they're delicious. We're blessed in L.A. to have a lot of great places for ribs, whether it's pork or beef ribs. But can I be honest with you? In my lifetime, the greatest rib that I eat comes from a Chinese restaurant. They know how to make ribs better, in my opinion, than anybody else. And the best Chinese spare ribs I've ever had here in Southern California are at the Green Apple Chinese Bistro in Studio City. Go there. Tell them Dr. Clapper sent you. And thanks so much for joining me each and every Saturday. I leave you with Volare, which means I'm singing and I'm flying, which we do each and every Saturday together. And thanks for telling your friends. Until next time, I'll see you on the radio.
7: Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clappervision. Clappervision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far-rock-away jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good.
2: Bow, curtsy, like or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook Facebook page.
7: That makes me happy.
2: Cheers.